It's noon here in Ventnor City, New Jersey, and this is news that you can use from Courage for Tuesday, July 18th, with your hosts, the infamous Zach and Ray. Here's the deal, gang. Used car prices are crashing, and that is not hyperbolic because on the wholesale market, we have another month leading off with strong declines. We're going to really dig into what's going on in the used car market today. We also have some exciting news, things that we're working on and launching this week back on Car Edge, and probably a really got to be kidding me that's worth sticking around for. But happy Tuesday, everyone. Happy Tuesday, Pops. We both look good in blue. Yeah, I guess I'd call yours blue. Yours is kind of like a navyish blue, and mine is like, you know, like a, like a little birdie baby blue. Here's the deal. I'm going to drop the link we updated back on CarEdge.com. Thank you, Justin. Always appreciate it. Our used car price trends for 2023, I just dropped that link in the chat. Let's kick things off, Dad, with the Black Book data, and then we'll jump over to the Cox Automotive data. Today's one of those great days where we get information. Where we get lots of data? From everyone. You know, I have no data. And here's the deal, guys. Yes. Car prices are going down on the wholesale side. We're going yes. to talk about retail more. We're going to talk about your trade-in. But let's look at this, Dad. Justin says it is the car bubble bursting. Data over at BlackBook. Look at that decline, Dad. Yes. Data over at BlackBook showing a week-over-week week wholesale price decline of nearly three-fourths of percent on the used car market. What do you make of this, Dad? Um, well, this is the time of year when we normally see declines, but we don't normally see them at almost a point a week. Now, we know that in June we had a significant wholesale price decrease. Yep. Uh, upwards of 10%. Year over year. Yep. Year over year, depending from, from May through June. Uh, from June, from June. Yeah, from June, and and it was 4% from month May. Month over month, yes. yep. So th those are some rather significant weekly and monthly declines. And we're seeing it continue into uh, July, and we're seeing the pace of the wholesale declines accelerate. Yeah, we absolutely are, Dad. The uh, Mannheim data from Cox Automotive, it paints the same picture. Let's look at it. Right here. So last month we were down 10% year over year and we were down 4% total month over month. Here's the latest data for the first half of July. Obviously, we're just at the beginning of July or in the midpoint of July now. Yes. Wholesale used vehicle prices decreased 1% from June in the first 15 days of July. If that held steady, we'd be at a two point decline yes. for the month after a month of four point decline. Yes. The mid-month Mannheim used vehicle value index dropped to 213.1, which was down 11.1% from the full month of July, 2022. So we're seeing significant declines yes. in wholesale prices. Let's talk about this, Dad. What impact does that then have on the market? If, well, I'm, a, if I'm a dealer. If you're a dealer. And I'm holding inventory, what does that do to me? It would, it would, it, it should, if you're sitting on used car inventory and it's been sitting for a while, it should indicate to you that if, if you were to take it to the sale, you're going to take a bath. Okay, you're going to lose significantly by taking it and wholesaling it at the auction. So if you're a smart dealer, you would think I need to lower my retail prices so that I can find a retail buyer for this car with the hopes 
once they agree to buy the car that my finance and insurance people in, in the F&I departments can earn back some of that lost profit from that discount. Um, obviously, if you just take it to the sale, you, you ain't earning anything back. Uh, it's just going to be a bloodbath. All right, so let's do some uh, some live experimentation. You know, I love to do this when we're on the show. Let's look at some price histories. Let's just let's just do it live. Mm-hmm. That's a good looking guy doing his little his little Zen pose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's do it, Dad. Name name a car. Let's look for one. What do you think? Or name some in the chat, folks. I want to just look at used car price histories for a moment here. We also on the show today will probably plug some stuff into the sell widget to see what the offers are because that's always been interesting mm-hmm. to see the trends there. What do you think? Um, let's, let's do a Jeep of some kind. All right. We're always on the Jeep front, but let's do a Jeep. Yeah, so we'll, well do, you know. We'll do the Grand Cherokee. That's okay. obviously their most, their most popular vehicle. We got a 2014. So let's look at a few different ones here. Okay. Let's look at some that are older and some that are newer. I'm going to filter by days on market. I want to see stuff that's at least 120 days old because I want to see some price history here. Here we go. We're in Somerville, Massachusetts, ladies and gentlemen. We've got a 2018 Jeep Grand Cherokee, 68,000 miles, 150 days on the market. Here's what I want to do. I want to look at the price history. So obviously when this vehicle was new back in 2018, it was a $45,000 vehicle. This dealer has only come down on price at $1,000. In 150 days. So if you're if you're this, this dealership, what are you doing here? If you're this dealership, you should be out of the business. Uh, you, Do you think a lot of dealers are going to end up going out of business because they're doing stuff like this? They can't move metal, and they're just paying floor plan costs on it. They, they just—they don't understand how how the business operates. You, I mean, as a dealer, you cannot sit on a piece of metal for 150 days and only have marked it down a thousand dollars in that 150 days. Um, you know. As the executive vice president that I used to work under at, at the, the Pensacola organization in North Scottsdale used to say, if the customer hasn't said yes yet, it's because you haven't lowered the price enough yet. Well, sitting on inventory for 100, used car inventory for 150 days, and in that 150 days, that inventory has probably, that vehicle has probably dropped in in those almost four months on the wholesale market on the wholesale market probably dropped about 12 percent. let that sink in for a moment okay so why would you want to sit on it anyway are we not seeing and let's pull up i pulled up i queued up another one here this is in arizona now this is a slightly newer 2020 jeep grand cherokee 148 days again yes they want twenty eight thousand dollars for it here you can want Let's see. Okay, this price history is looking more interesting, Dad. Holy cow, look at all these price changes. Yeah. Well, so let's here we go. Start with used. Yep. Uh, right Right about here, because yeah. this is 2023. So we're in March of 2023. This dealership wanted $30,484. $30,484. Let's yes. see. Have they been moving it down a and, little and bit? Down and no, up. Actually and came down up. and up and down. It's like, a, it's like a roller coaster. But here we are at twenty eight thousand seven hundred. So they're down three thousand dollars from their high point. It's not enough. These dealers can't sell these overpriced cars. Yes, and and the 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 dealer operator should be. What's the nice way? He should be on his used car manager's ass every day, saying, "What are you doing about it? 
Okay, this inventory is not increasing in value. This inventory is drastically going down in value. And and we're just sitting on it. It's taking up a, a, a valuable piece of real estate that isn't turning any profit for us. And we might have to lose money ultimately on the retail side of things to sell it. Or we're definitely going to take it in the shorts on the wholesale side of things if we take it to the auction. So if I'm the dealer principal, I'm, I'm inviting my pre-owned manager into my office every morning so we can have a further conversation about how are we going to move our inventory that's been sitting too long. Pops, we've got a couple comments in the chat coming through saying, pretty confident they only discuss Jeeps because they're the only ones sitting, want to see different cars. We've got Kurt saying, do a RAV4. So here's the okay. deal. Let's do a RAV4. Let's put this to the test. Maybe we're just, we're cherry picking the data. I don't think that's the case. This debt, 2019 Toyota RAV4, 42,000 miles been sitting, folks, absolutely been sitting. $27,888 is the asking price. Let's come down here. Look at this. Sitting with good reason. Holy cow, the new, the, the selling price when it was new was somewhere around $28,000, and they're asking for the same exact price on it right now. And they right raised now, their price. Right now, with 42,000 miles yeah. on it. Yes. No wonder this inventory is sitting. Yeah. You've got to be kidding me that this is the type of stuff that, that these dealers are doing. Let's look at another wrap for it. Let me go back real quick. Let's look at another one. Oops, there we go. Let's go. Let's look at maybe an older one. I don't know. Eh, next page. Show sure we're not really cherry picking these. Here we go. A relatively new one. Okay. A 2022 RAV4, 17,000 miles, 142 days on market, 43 grand for front wheel drive. That's insane. Something tells me this price history is just going to make my blood boil. What is going on here? What is going on here? Knew it was a $40,000 car and then they they marked it as used. <laughs> Look at this. This yeah. is the crap that we've been dealing with on Toyotas. Well, and and it's because there's a shortage of new Toyotas and a shortage of uh, of RAV4 so they they figure they can just hold it up, but they it's costing them money. Look at what they were doing at the beginning of June. Yes. Trying to get some interest on it. Yes. And and I guess they couldn't, so they decided they would just raise the price up. Again. For those that listen to the podcast afterwards, why do dealers do this? Because what we're looking at here, gang, is the current advertised price for this RAV4, 2022, with 16,000 miles on it, is $42,887. Yesterday, or three days ago, excuse me, it was $42,998. So on June 29th, so it was lowered it $111. 000. On June 29th, it was $43,545. On June 16th, it was $43,687. On June 3rd, it was $39,959. On May 25th, it was $39,859. Dad, why do dealers do this? Is it I so that on all the websites it shows as price drops and price change? Like, is it to get interest? Like, I just don't get well, it. Well, well, it, it's still there. So the answer to your question is no, it's not getting interest. If it had interest, if there was truly interest in that vehicle, it wouldn't still be on their lot. Okay? It's, it's, it boils down to cash flow. It boils down to the expense of now. Now let's let let's just say, and I don't know this for a fact with this dealer, but let's say this dealer doesn't floor plan his used cars. Okay, let's say he owns this car outright. Yeah. So the <clears throat> the only expense was um, 
of was uh, um, reconditioning. Reconditioning. It. Yep. Okay, and then then cleaning it occasionally to make sure it still looks good. Emphasis um, on occasionally, yeah. A lot rot from sitting because the longer they sit, for whatever reason, stuff happens. Yep. But they're not paying any floor plan interest. And the value of the vehicle has dropped, the wholesale value of the vehicle. Now, let's say because this is a RAV4 and not all vehicles are created equal, let's say this one over the past 150 days, okay, um, you know, maybe on a wholesale level, it's, it's only dropped 5%, you know, because it's a RAV4 and it's in short supply. But it's still dropped 5%. Yep. That's the reality. This is the opposite of how this market worked one year ago. The dealer would be sitting on that price and saying, well, I don't really care because I'll just go take it to the auction. The market is truly inverting. We're going to come back here to the chat for a quick second. I want to just pull up from AJ. I think they're honestly lost. They have no idea what's going on. Nothing's selling. So they think by raising prices again, they can make up for their lack of sales. I would not be surprised trying to hold more gross on more sales with fewer customers coming in. We've got from or Dan more here. gross on fewer sales. On fewer sales, excuse me. Yeah. Dan says the floor plan companies should be requiring payments curtailments on these older units. I think that's exactly what is happening. Mm -hmm. That's going to put even more pressure on these dealers, these folks that are sitting on this inventory to move it and to discount. Dad, we've got here from Mark. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Mark. Mark is a longtime member yes. of the Car Edge community. Hey, Ray and Zach, I missed you by a few minutes at Matt Black Kia a few weeks ago. My son was purchasing a used Telluride Car Edge was huge in its training. Thank you. I can't believe they were putting ADMs, additional dealer markups, on new cars. Yeah, Kia, it's still happening. That's for yes, sure. And they were. Um, we haven't checked in three or four weeks. Maybe they've Bet stopped. They still are. But my guess is that they're probably still doing it. I mean, average transaction prices on Hyundai Kia are up 45%. No, average. Past. I said average transaction prices at Hyundai Kia are up 45% over the past five years. Is that... Transaction prices or average or transaction prices. prices? Transaction prices. Okay. Yep. Up 45%. Wow. Pops, we got from Car Questions Answered. Uh, we love Brandon's channel. Go yes. check it out. Should take some small losses now. Uh, or, As a dealer, I'm pretty sure Brandon's got videos on his channel talking about taking losses on cars that he bought. Or sometimes you just have to take big losses. Okay. You know, what you own it for doesn't mean that's what the market value is. And at a certain point, you have to realize that. Like everybody else, you're sitting on, and as if you're a dealer, new or pre-owned, you are sitting on a depreciating asset, okay? Because at a dealership, that really is an asset. Yep. And it is a depreciating one. Yep. And it is depreciating significantly at the moment. You know, you take whatever loss you need to take so you can go out and replenish your inventory at current wholesale values so that you might actually be able to make back some of that loss. Look at what we see, Dad, in the auction sales rates from the Black Book data. Terrible. Halfway through July, and prices continue to drop in all segments. Sellers are starting to loosen up their floors on all segments. As we saw last week, buyers were more willing to purchase, but still exercised caution as they looked for, quote, good deals. With the lower floors, the sales rate finally showed a small improvement. What is that small improvement, gang? To 47 Percent. Yeah, it went from 45 or to 45 to 47. Yeah. To think that we're not operating in an environment that is uncommon is is antithetical to what's actually happening. 
the traditional sales rate at these wholesale auctions is around 70%. Seven out of 10 cars that run get sold. Yes. We're accepting a new normal now. At least we have been for a while here where it's closer to, you know, half of the vehicles actually sell. We're celebrating the fact that the sales rate ticked up to 47%. That means that 53% of the cars that are going to the auction, Ain't someone's selling. saying, screw it, I'm not selling it for that price. Yeah, either the seller saying I won't sell it for that price or the buyers are saying I won't pay that price. And I, I believe yeah. traditionally, this is the time of year, um, if we look historically, where you expect wholesale values to continue to decline pretty much through the remainder of the year. So if you're a dealer and you're sitting on your inventory, you know going forward it's not going up in value. Let's hit on that, Deb, because I'll pull up the historical chart from Black Book here. Give me one second. This this is probably one of the biggest storylines of all of this, is we are actually entering the period where there's traditionally the most appreciation in the market. Let's explain what we're looking at, all sorts of pretty colors. Purple line is 2021. Throw it out the window, guys. Yeah, in 2021, an in 2021, wholesale used car prices went up. You can see it's 1.5 up here. Wholesale used car prices went up 50% in 2021. Yeah. Never forget it. That will never happen again. Never just a strong word. I highly doubt it'll happen again. Dad, you've got 2020, which was closer to a normal year. Yes. And what starts to happen here? Depreciation. Most importantly, 2019, blue line. What starts to happen here? Depreciation. Last year, 2022, what starts to happen here? Depreciation. What's starting to happen on our gray line already? Depreciation. And it's only going to continue, and it's only going to accelerate. So as a dealer, as a dealer principal, I mean, how can you not be having a conversation with your sales team, especially your pre-owned manager, every damn day? You know, what are we doing to move these units? What are you doing to create some interest in, in these units so that we can sell them at a retail level, um, Maybe not at the at the retail level we would like, but at a retail level that is going to provide us a smaller loss than if we actually had to take it to the auction and sustain a a a a bow, a big ass loss. A big ass loss. Here's the deal. One final comment on used car prices. We'll go to the chat and then we'll queue up the next story. You're trading. You are going to get lowballed, but you. The homework on your car deal needs to include your trade-in. We have caredge.com slash sell to help you with that. Also, Blackbook values. But just please know that you know it seems like dealers can, can read selectively. They're reading that wholesale prices are crashing, so when they go to value your trade, it's lower. Oh, yeah, yeah. But they're not reading wholesale prices are crashing when it comes to their advertised price on used inventory. That will come back to bite many dealers in the butt because their floor plan companies are pretty much just going to come yes. and knock on their door sooner than later and say, hey, move this metal. So please, please, please do your due diligence when it comes to your trade. And Pops, we've had some thoughtful contributions come in. Fly, Jumper, Fly. Just one, of, to, one of our favorites. One of our favorite folks in the community. Just wanted to point out I was right about Subaru pricing, and I love my new Subaru Crosstrek. But note, that's the lowest dollar model, which is why those move faster than other models. Spot on. Yes. Crosstrek is very, very, very short supply. We're doing the Car Edge sales event with a, a Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram and Subaru dealership on August 12th. One of the models that we – don't have pre-negotiated pricing on cross trek. They don't even have any to sell. So we've got 
excuse me, discounts on others like Outbacks yes. and Legacies and Forest and Foresters. Yes. There are no cross checks because they're a great car and they're at a really competitive price. Dad from Auburn. Thank you. Appreciate Auburn, Auburn alum. Yeah. Car Edge customer here looking to possibly replace a 2010 Sequoia with 250,000 flawless miles on it. Do I buy a low mile 2020 Sequoia one owner, spend 80K on a new Sequoia, or just keep the 2010? Thanks. What's your take on this, Dad? Hmm. That's a tough one. I, I understand that those 250,000 miles are flawless, but that could change at any moment. Um, I don't know. I, th I think at this point, if you can find a dealer that realizes what's going on in the used car market on the wholesale side of things, and if you use some of this data that we provide, that perhaps you could end up with a, a, a reasonably priced 2020 Sequoia. I think that might make more sense than, than spending $80,000 on a brand new one. Well, the new ones, I think, are also marked up. So, yes, um, yes, absolutely. I'm holding on. I'm holding on to the one with because the miles are flawless on it, then. They were yesterday. I'm, I'm keeping <laughs> it. I'm holding on to it. That's just my – it's a Toyota. I'm holding on to it. That's just okay. my, my two cents. Okay. All right, Pops, let's go uh, – let's jump over to it. Uh, let's, let's go to this story first, and then we'll jump over to our favorite segment of the show. We're talking, obviously, about used cars yes. on today's program, but I want to make everyone aware – this is the headline over in Jalopnik – the most popular post on Jalopnik, dealers now have nearly 2 million new cars sitting on their lots. Electric vehicles are leading the way when it comes to sitting unsold on dealer lots. We obviously have back at carage.com all the day supply data. A lot of these articles reference our information, which is great. But it's not only happening on the used car side. We are actually seeing new vehicle inventories. Yesterday's headline was all about Ford slashing prices, mm -hmm. nearly $10,000 across their F-150 Lightning lineup. So we're seeing, I think, a fundamental shift in the market. I mean, we, we, we've known there's this concept of pent-up demand and not enough supply. It feels like the pent-up demand isn't really you know, like coming together because interest rates are so high. And the supply is coming back, both on the used car side and more on the new car side. The, the, what would really be interesting to see on that nearly 2 million new vehicles that are available in dealer inventory at the moment is what the average price point would be. Well, it's starting to work its way down slowly but surely. So if if the vast majority of those 2 million vehicles have a price point of 50000 plus, well, then you can understand why dealer inventories are truly building up. Yeah. You I, I, I mean, because the one thing we saw when we were at the Subaru dealership on, on uh, Sunday, uh, they actually had more Subarus than they've had in a while. And when we say they had more, um, you know, if they had 25 of them, yeah. they had a lot. That is the thing. We saw Justice in the chat, one of our car coaches back <laughs> at CarEdge.com. Justice in the chat was saying, you know, Subaru uh, deals are actually starting to dry up a little bit because inventory is moving, which makes sense because it's great value right mm -hmm. now relative to others. Anthony says here, I had an offer from CarMax for my Toyota Tacoma $4,000 higher in June compared to the offer they gave me yesterday, which is $4,000 less. Again, not going to be surprised by that. The wholesale trend is going to be this justification for why you're trading and the cars that you're yes. selling are you know, worth less. You've got to be confident and comfortable to negotiate that up. And then obviously, on the flip side, you need to feel comfortable negotiating down price on used cars as well. Absolutely. All right, Dad, something I'm super excited to share. It'll either be out today, tomorrow, or Thursday at the latest. We have, Dad, 
a way for the community to hold shady car dealers accountable. Man, I am excited about this. Welcome to Dealer Tags. All right, wow. folks, have you ever experienced a car dealer that has done, I don't know, bait switch, uh, hidden fees, charging above MSRP? Here's how dealer tags are going to work. Number one, if you had an experience with a car dealer that involves deceptive pricing, hidden fees, or inflated prices over MSRP, share your experience in the Car Edge community forum along with any evidence you have to support your claim. This could be email correspondence, a bill of sale, a price quote, or other forms of written communication. Once your post is made, our team at Car Edge <laughs> will review the information and evidence provided, will investigate these claims to verify their validity. If a dealer is found to be engaging in these practices based on your evidence, we'll tag the dealer on CarEdge.com's car search. This means we'll identify them as a dealer that has been reported for such behavior, providing valuable information to other users and holding these dealers accountable. This is going to look like these tags mm -hmm. on listings on CarEdge.com. I'm super excited about this, Dad, because last time I checked, I don't think KBB is going to do this. I don't think CarGurus is going to do this. I don't think anyone well, actually cares to and, do this. And the reason they're not going to do it is because they derive their income from the dealers who pay to advertise their cars on their website um, where, well, we don't. We don't charge dealers for anything, yeah. so we're here to hold them accountable. <laughs> Please note that we won't be able to tag dealers based on posts without sufficient proof. It's crucial that when making the post in the forum, you provide as much detailed evidence as possible to substantiate your claim. The last thing I want is that a he said, she said, I need proof. We yes. need proof. By participating in dealer tags, you're not only helping yourself, but also your fellow car buyers. Together, we can make car buying a better experience for everyone. So, Dad, the, the way that this is going to work is we have the community forum here, so you can post it. It's over here. It's just dealer tags at caredge.com slash community. But what we're going to do as well, Dad, is if, if folks post or find things on social media, uh -huh. whether that be Twitter, or in this case, you and I are about to do our favorite segment of the show, and it comes from TikTok, you need to tag me. You need to tag CarEdge, or you need to tag Zach Shevska, because we're then going to post these back in the community forum, and then when you are on the Car Edge car search, yes. it's going to show up with those dealer tags. Love it. I love it too. Hit me with our ad lib and we'll watch this video together. Really? You gotta be kidding me. All right, gang, we're gonna try our best here. I think this audio should come through. Give me one. And if it session. doesn't, we'll tell you all about it. On Saturday, my husband and I see this ad online for Kendall Toyota. It's a TRD Pro for 59,000. So we're like, okay, let's go test drive it. So we go test drive it and we, love the car so we sit down with the salesman who then presents us a contract and it's not fifty nine thousand; it's sixty five thousand. and i said this is not what you listed online and he said well it's sixty five thousand. and i said but that's not what you listed online it's the same exact car and i said let me talk to the manager so i go to the manager and i said you know you're falsely advertising and he said just because it's listed at 59 doesn't mean we're going to sell it for that so we go to mercedes and you know what this kid, who's 21 years old, sold us a fantastic electric Mercedes. So you know what? Kendall Toyota, you can kiss. kiss. <laughs> oh, I love that. I, I love that a lot. So what do you think we're doing, gang? Kendall Toyota is going to be tagged as bait and switch pricing yes. and hidden fees. Just because we advertise it at that doesn't mean that's what we're going to sell it for. Well, then why are you advertising it that? You know, this is 
this is really not that hard of a concept. If you advertise something at a certain price, that should be the price that you're selling it for because that's the price you advertised it for. To actually have the nerve to say to a customer, well, just because we advertise it at that price, that doesn't mean that's what we're selling it for. You should, you should, you should, you should reevaluate your whole philosophy <laughs> yeah. in life. Okay, you you have just in in one sentence you have said, "I'm a crook. I'm happy to be a crook. Why shouldn't I be happy?" To, hey, this is how I this is how I put food on my table. I I I lie to people <laughs> all friggin' day long. And while I know we're going to get heat from dealers saying, well, you guys are just anti-dealer. You hate dealerships. No, we're hosting a car edge sales event with a dealership that let us pre-negotiate pricing. We're taking it over on August 12th, CarEdge.com slash event. But in the same breath that I want to make people aware of directionally what we're doing. Yes. Which is this. This is not live quite yet, but it will be soon. You'll be able to filter and sort by trusted dealers, dealers that we have vetted, that we're doing these events with, like dealers like Earl Stewart Toyota, for example. Mm -hmm. And you'll be able to exclude the dealers that are obviously doing bait and switch, hidden fees. And, and so models. when they exclude those dealers, the listings will shrink dramatically. And you know what, gang? If that's the case, that's the case. Let's give yeah. our business to the dealers that aren't doing the BS like that. I yes. am so Randy says, shouldn't that be reported to the Attorney General? Yes, and the FTC. But you know what the Attorney General and the FTC do? Nothing. So what are we going to do? Something. Exactly. Yeah. Well, like, let's at least empower the community to, like, be – have you our know, voices be how, how many How many complaints from Florida residents do you think it would take to get the Attorney General to say, okay, maybe we should look at it? Maybe. 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 How many complaints? 5,000? 10,000, 20,000. I mean, it's not like they don't know what's going on. It's Florida, <laughs> damn it. They live there. They live it every day. But they have chosen not to do anything about it. We're getting our daily, uh, is there anything for Canadians? No, not yet. I mean, the community <laughs> forum, obviously, it's an end of year goal, fingers crossed. We're trying to make sure our U.S. products and services are, are really as strong as they can be, but we will be in Canada sooner than later. Here's the deal. You've got a show with justice over on Car Edge Electric. So go, uh, Google search or YouTube search Car Edge Electric. Uh, we've dropped links in the chat, so please go click on those. CarEdge.com is back where our team can help you. Super thrilled to be able to do what we're doing. And uh, we'll be back on Thursday because I'm going to be in Washington, D.C. tomorrow. Ooh, you're going, to, you're going to, for a congressional hearing? Are you no. going to oh, – no. okay. No. <laughs> No congressional hearings. Well, I get part of the day off tomorrow, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm looking forward to it. But we will be back here, Zach and I, on Thursday at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific, 8 a.m. in Anchorage. What is that? 6 a.m. in Honolulu. And, uh, you know, for all our dear friends in Manila, please tune in at midnight. See you guys. Thanks so much. Thank you, everybody. We'll see you later.